podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome once again to another match day edition of the Leeds That Podcast. I'm Paul and today I'm going to be joined by Andy oi, oi. and James. Hello. In episode 118. 118. <laughs> they used to be a, a funny duo, didn't they, those adverts? Indeed. We're going to be discussing our away fixture with Burnley at Turf Moor. Coming up, we'll discuss our head-to-head record, the team lineups, give our prediction for the game, and then, as always, we'll have a good old chat afterwards. How are we doing, boys? They've lowered the percentage on Elvis juice. Loose juice, as you used to call it. Yeah, it still tastes all right, but it's not as loose. You just have to drink more of them. We'd be coining it in if uh, Brewdog were sponsoring us. I think they pretty much do. Well, I think I keep them afloat. Anyway... I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Do you know what? I'm doing good because there's a game on, and I actually, I just realised I'm quite sad the season finishes next week. We're only 12 weeks off the start of the new season. Oh, that's all right. And there's a bit of international football in the uh, summer. Do you care? Yeah, a little bit. Well, I care about our players not getting injured. I don't care about the internationals at all, but Calvin's there, so it'll be something to look at. Do you think Paddy Bamford's going to get a, sh- a call up? I just realised that I sound like I'm perving on Calvin. He's a good looking lad. I didn't mean something to look at as in something to look at, although he's a good looking fella. I just meant he's his Leeds player there, so I'm slightly more. You don't need to justify okay, it. This ain't getting back to him. It might do. He listens all the time. Hey, up, Calv. Well, this week's uh, obviously been quite newsworthy within the club because it was the ballot, and nothing is more divisive than allowing your entire fan base, or at least season ticket fan base, to apply with absolutely. Nothing to do with their general loyalty, just a totally potluck ballot. And give a shit, got a ticket. <laughs> so we thought we'd have a, yeah, basically 7,000 ish, seven to 8,000 Leeds fans are going to be, have been successful, including a lot of corporate season ticket holders and fans in America. And I sound bitter about not having a ticket, and I got one, but I just, I just know how gutted I'd be if I didn't. I didn't get one. Well, this is it in terms of divisive because you have to apply in groups and the groups were actually, I think it was six this time, so mm. we wouldn't have been all able to apply in one go anyway. I think our Southampton have done it. So we're playing Southampton Tuesday night and they've done it based, they've, they've got a system that at least looks like they're going, we're trying to be fair. But when you do that, people are still questioning it. So You're always going to get people unhappy in that scenario. I think if they had have done it for, you know, based on some loyalty, because it seems daft that some people have had a season ticket for 40-odd years who haven't got in, you think, oh, well, come on, there's something wrong there. But, you know, I think they've done what they can. Um, for me, like, I'm just, I, and I mean this genuinely, I'm really happy that you guys are going. And uh, I think it would have been horrible if none of us were, but I'm glad you guys are. He wants to take the mic and say, so am I. I know, <laughs> I know he does. I know, I know. But, so don't give it to him. Yeah, no, you, you'll uh, it'll be good, and you, you'll record a, a podcast there, won't you? So that'll be nice. He said that behind gritted teeth, didn't he? I'm I'm also very happy that uh, I don't know what to say. I'm happy I've got a ticket, but I do feel a bit bad that people can't go. It's selfish, isn't it? I'd be fuming if I'd not got a ticket. I don't think I'd be in the camp of understanding. So I do feel for those who haven't. I just feel very blessed. I get to go say goodbye to Pablo Hernandez. I find I find it really awkward, actually. Saying goodbye? Having a ticket. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't. Because, first, I don't want to sound dead chuffed about it. and Yeah, me neither. It's, <laughs> I'm so gutted I've got a I ticket. I think, what's the word, magnanimous? If you can't spell it, you can't say it. Moving on, 
Um, <laughs> Angus Kinnear's been speaking uh, to the square ball this week, and he was discussing. Well, they were basically trying to get him to admit that we're going to sign Rodrigo de Paul. Did you've listened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he basically he said that they would buy them just to shut everyone up. They would buy him, but they've never had any discussions to, to actually sign him, so I don't think that's looking likely. And he talked a bit about the, the stadium improvements, and I think they're still talking like they were, you know, a year ago when they were saying it's all about consolidating in the Premier League, getting a firm footing, and then they'll look at all that stuff. Um, because otherwise, you know, you create difficulties for yourself. And I thought about that afterwards, and I thought, yeah, well, look at Fulham, you know, they've been developing their ground, and they're just yo-yoing at the moment. The uh, 5.1 version is not as good as a 6.5, just an update. I don't think this mango stuff tastes the same this week, but I think it could be because I've got a cold. Beer chat. Have you heard that they've uh, put Bailey Peacock Farrells in stick, right? Two of them, Bailey Peacock Farrells. <laughs> but Skybet have gone evens for Chris Wood to have one shot on target with an up to a tenner bet. That's essentially... Patrick Bamford. What did I say? Chris Wood. Yeah, I meant Patrick Bamford. <laughs> maybe this, uh, maybe this Elvis juice Chris is working. Eh? Maybe it is working. But the idea is, the idea is they're giving away a tenner basically. You get a tenner back if you put a tenner on. That's free money in it. Bamford one shot on target in the game. Tell you what, I've got my national uh, grand national winnings still in my Skybet account. They keep texting me saying you've got thirty nine pounds forty two, big roller. Uh, so I might reinvest some of it into a Paddy Bamford special and we could see in the aftermath of this podcast whether or not that was a good idea. You've got to gamble responsibly. Don't really advocate for it, but you're telling me it's printing money. The club do because we've got a betting sponsorship. So, Hang on, how is it free money if it's evens? You put a tenner on, you get a tenner back. 20. Oh, yeah. With, you get your stake back, back and another tenner. So it's free money. It's essentially... Getting free cash money. 132, drawn 11, <clears throat> lost 18. Had some good times at Turf Moor. Yeah, Johnny Housen. Gone Christmas shopping. Should have gone Christmas shopping. 3-2, beautiful. Love that game. I just remember going with uh, a friend from uh, the Harrogate Whites who <laughs> turned to their main stand and he said, if if that stand collapses, do you know what it'll be? A chavalanche. And it, it <laughs> <laughs> tickled me to this day. So, uh, shout out to Kinky Dave. <laughs> Kinky Dave. Yeah. Of course it was. Dave, I don't know if you ever listen anymore. You listened to the first one for me and said it was all right. So, uh, if you're still listening, there's your shout out, pal. 117 episodes later. While we're doing shout outs, I met a very interesting fella this week. I went on a job, right, filming summit in Nottingham of all places. Walked in, geezers a bloody Leeds fan, set up the New York Whites, listens to the podcast... And he's just made a lovely hand sanitizer called Fuck Off, F-U-C-O-V. I read it as Foucault. Yeah, but you're wrong. It's Fuck Off, right? It's in like, Fuck Covid. It's brilliant, right? And do you remember that chewing gum, Juicy Fruit? Do you remember that chewing gum, Juicy Fruit? It smells like Wrigley's. that. Yeah, yeah, it's, well, yeah. It smells like that. It's brilliant. Anyway, all right, Wes. Wes will give you the bank details to deposit the cheque for Andy's sponsorship. Cheers. I want some of that Angel, it's wicked, it smells awesome. But how weird's that? People actually listen to this drivel. You say this every episode. It blows my mind. So, team it, news. It does surprise me, actually, when Andy makes a comment and then someone says, oh, I heard what Andy said the other day. I'm like, oh, God, I forgot it was just, you know, I thought it was just us in a room and him being a dick, to be honest. <laughs> well, that's what it is. But it just goes out into the ether. <laughs> yeah. Put it out there. Anyway, go on. 
So, so we're, we're better than Burnley. They do have three ex Leeds starting Peacock Farrells. So that's that's four. That's four. Uh, Taylor and Wood. Oh, and Vidra, who was basically ex Leeds. He liked going for a restaurant in Leeds, didn't he? Do you know what? Out of them, out of former Leeds players, I'd like to see Taylor and Wood in a Bielsa team. Not Peacock Farrell. Interestingly, ours is um, Melier, Ailing, Lorente, Strike, Alioski, Phillips, Rafinha, Dallas, Click, Harrison, Bamford, with Casilla, Cooper, Paveda, Roberts, Rodrigo, Davis, Baradi, Shackleton, and Jenkins on the bench. So there's no no room for Pablo Hernandez and no room for Robin Cock. Um, uh, although apparently. Adam Pope's had a lot of fun saying cock out, and we would never... I just think he's pulled out. We would never go for any kind of cock pun. I think now, with the way Pascal Stroke's playing, that's our strongest start in eleven. Come at me, bitches. <laughs> What's the... Uh, you don't have any room for Rodrigo. Well, yeah. <laughs> maybe instead of Roberts. Roberts didn't play. Well, maybe instead of... No. Yeah, actually... Yeah, that's our strongest start in 11 then, yeah. Rodrigo's good, but I think at the minute, Dallas is, you can't not play Stuart Dallas, can you? Best player in the bloody world at the minute. Might you drop Alioski and put Dallas at left back? Don't know why I whispered it. Why do you think Roberts has been dropped? Or do you think it's tactical? Do you think it's because he wanted to play Dallas and click? I think it's because Tyler Roberts is our weakest link in a in a forward motion. <laughs> I think it's because Click was unbelievable last week and got back to his shithousing ways. And you say to me that Burnley's the game you fell in love with, Matthias Click. Oh, I did. That's true. That was a Turf Moor special. <laughs> that was a beauty, that. You got me on that one. Yeah, penalty shootout. We should have won it in normal time anyway, but Click just showed what an absolute baller he was that day. To be but, fair, to be fair, in the last match as well, Roberts was the only one who you would put a question mark on. Everyone else was brilliant. I feel really sorry for Tyler Roberts. I've desperately, desperately want Tyler Roberts to get a goal. And he's I've been so unlucky in the instances that he didn't get a goal. But I, I just feel that's probably it for him now. Nah, he'll get a new contract. Do you know something? Nah, he's just a kid and he's doing all right. He's not bad. I'm just a kid. The thing you have to weigh up is what would it cost to buy someone that is better than Roberts? rather than giving him a new contract and giving him the chance to develop. That's what you got to weigh up. Well, that's what the club have got to weigh up, and I, I hope that they make the right decision, because I would keep Tyler Roberts. You just said he would guff. I did, and I'm, I'm pleased that he's not in the team this week, but equally, that doesn't mean I want rid of him. Backpedalling. You've pulled out just like cock. I've, I've not backpedalled at all. I think that, he, <laughs> that you would bring those players in in front of him. I also think Rodrigo's an amazing sub to have to be able to bring on, to be fair. I also think he'll bring... I've marked this down. I bet he brings Tyler Roberts on before he brings Rodrigo on. Gamble responsibly. Flipper neck. You are just going off everything, aren't you? Don't you think he will? Yeah, probably, yeah. I don't think he should, but I think he, well, he will. will. So, went on the old uh, Burnley forums. Up the turf. Turf bells, what they're called. Claret's mad or something along those lines. So, they've got a thread saying, and... Uh, this is the weekly shout out for Matt because he loves hypothetical situations so he would have loved this thread. It was, we can only win one of our last three games of the season. Which one do you want it to be? And for context, they're playing Sheffield United away who somehow beat them there last year that they feel bad about. They're playing Liverpool at home having already beaten 
Liverpool away and they're playing us. There's 20 odd posts on this thread. What do you think the theme was? Beating the mighty Leeds. Obviously beating Leeds. There were there were a couple for the other ones because they could make a case for it, but the vast majority were about beating Leeds. Oh, so here's here's a little quote for you, and it's a, it's actually quite a lengthy one. <laughs> Leeds, just because there appears to be quite a few vocal plastic Leeds fans that have crawled out of the woodwork these last eighteen months. That's the first time you've said that, isn't it? Quite, and now they quite don't. A lengthy one. And now they don't have anything nice about their hometown or its team. Also, for a little payback for that debacle at Ellen Road, I'd take a draw now, though. <laughs> As I can't see us winning, to be honest. They're too attacking for us and flood forward on a regular basis with the work rate to match us going the other way. There's a lot to unpick from that. So they believe that they're a very hard-working team at the back. They think our forwards work as hard as their defenders do. They are still annoyed that that Ben Meagol wasn't given as a penalty to them or... or no, what they basically scored a legit goal, didn't they? And it was ruled off. That was uh, until the Brighton games. That was probably our worst performance of the season against Burnley. But I'm going to bypass everything that they've just said, right? I don't care about any of that, right? Looking at Leeds, with three games to go, you've got Burnley, you've got Southampton, you've got West Brom. We should be taking nine points from those three games. We should be finishing strong. We've still got Europe on the cards. Just, I'm really worried about today. What are you worried about? I'm worried that it's the first time this season where you could go, right, they legitimately could feel like they're on the beach because they've stayed up. They've done what Burnley need to do every year. We don't do that and we're going fully at it. So when you put all that together, you go, leads that. The word was should. We should be doing this. Didn't say we will. I don't think Bielsa will allow it. I know he doesn't allow it, but but, it, but Brighton happened. Yeah, but I think that was a, a one-off. I think the toll of playing against top top sides actually probably did weigh on them in the end, and that's why they were a little bit poor in that that game. I think I think they'll be I think they'll be well up for it. You got to think of these players that are trying to prove a point and get into the first team. Uh, they're the ones that you want to watch. Um, you know, like Click's been out, so he's going to be well up for it and trying to keep a place. And you've still got people like Rodrigo fighting to get in keeping everyone on their toes so you would think it would push all of them forward and I, I, I hope you're wrong is all I'll say you got to assume that Click's actually got one eye on the Euros as well and is thinking about wanting to command and hold down a starting place there so that's a, a crucial piece of the jigsaw the referee for today's game thank you as always to El Loco Joe love you baby is going to be Oxford born Swindon fan Graham Scott Scott and his assistants can you remember what they were the referee for? A football match. Yep. Uh, they're the ones who failed to punish George Baldock for that two-footed challenge oh. on Roberts against Sheffield United. I do remember that. GBH. It was ridiculous. He should be down the slammer, that lad. Maybe that, that's why Roberts has been left out, just pure protection against the referee. I think that seems sensible. That, that I, Knowing Bielsa the way I intimately you do. You don't know Bielsa. I know that I watched an episode of Meet the Richardsons the other night where uh, John... John we John, ran for tea. John Richardson, the the shtick of the episode was that he was waiting in Weatherby to try and meet him, and I thought that they, it's a it's one of those mockumentaries, so it wasn't actually him. Mm. I know that's that's poor, but it was funny. <laughs> Predictions then three nil leads. Barry Peacock Farrell starting in net. Bamford's gonna get me a free tenner. 
Easy money. Have you put that money on? Of course I have. Man of my word. James, what say you? 3-0 leads. Bailey Peacock Farrell, own goal. It's going to hit the crossbar, which doesn't count as a Bamford shot on goal, unfortunately, does it? <laughs> Rebound off his head. He's going to be very upset. We'll all be happy. 3-0. 2-1 Burnley. Oh, bloody hell. What, what is wrong with you? Yeah, I think it's a general reflection of... Uh, Being yeah. a miserable bum. Yeah, it's my, my word, pessimism. I don't know why I can't shake it. I can't shake it. I really want... I work close to Burnley. I work slightly closer to Burnley to, than to Leeds, so I know a lot of Burnley fans, and I think it's the fear. I would really like to beat them. Burnley weren't even on my radar 15 years ago, and then they were miles off. And then and now they're back to being someone that just shouldn't be a thing to me. However, they still are. They're still there. And they're set up in a certain way. And so it's either... I think it... This is a cop out, isn't it? I think it's either going to be you're right or I'm right. They're in, it, they are, they have narrow tight games because they don't score many and they don't concede many. We haven't drawn away from home this year either, so you're probably right. It will go one way or the other. Have we not? Have we not? No, that that fact was so. that fact was chucked out in commentary last week. Was it? Yeah. Have, we, have we not drawn? Oh bloody hell! Well, do you know what? You've gone for the word pessimism. Do you know what my word is? Optimism. No, it's like barnstormer. Is that one word? Barnstormer. We're going to go absolutely go at them and it's going to be glorious and I can't wait and I'm going to be really smug after and rub it in your face. What's your word, James? Happy. Uh, as in happy place. Do you remember happy place? Happy place, happy place, turf more. Happy place, happy place, turf more. No? Not ringing yeah, bells? Do you know, does, Paul? Of course I do. Well, I hope after this... Turf Moor is our happy place um, after a 3-0 win. So, uh, yeah. Come on, Leeds. What the bloody hell are you ranting on about? What's he called? Jordan North? I can't remember his name. He's a radio presenter and he was on I'm a Celebrity and he was a Burnley fan and he used to, when he was shitting himself about spiders or whatever, he'd be like, happy place, happy place, Turf Moor. Jordan North, yeah. His happy place is Turf (laughs) Moor. Bloody hell, he must have a right old life. Anyway, I'm going to close us off because you're miserable. Let's go enjoy the game. I love it when Paul's wrong. Massively wrong. What a fool! Super League United smashing Burnley 4 0, or as Paul calls them, Bernalona. I. Uh... Uh, I anchor this podcast, so we'll start that again. <laughs> right, well, we're back, and I was wrong, and I'm delighted to be wrong. But I'll tell you one thing I'm right with. Andy's a massive knob. Not has, <laughs> is. <laughs> I gave everyone the perfect tip. Easy printing money from Skybet. Y'all got a tenner off me. Thanks, Andy. Depends what you did with the tenner, really, doesn't it? You converted it wisely, didn't you? Well, I did, yeah. I turned it into 65 quid. Do you want to tell people how? I put it back on Bamford to get another shot on target. Then they subbed him off. They subbed him off. Then I saw my ass and put it back on at Rodrigo to score the third goal. Boom smash. Easy Charver. <laughs> yeah, but you were so annoyed that your bet didn't come off because at the same time betting was suspended. You spoiled it to us that the goal had been scored. So Andy turns around and he's like, oh, it's 2-0. Like, oh. What the hell are we watching this bloody game for? Then you're telling us the result. Score. 
cyclical, though, isn't it? All comes round. Then what happened? We scored a couple more. And who ruined it for us then? I didn't do what you did. Yes, you did. I went, oh. And then you both assumed, which is wrong, really. Because anything could have happened at that point. It's just because we were on such a roll that you assumed that Leeds had scored. And this is why it's shite that watching on streams, we should be at the ground watching things in the flesh. This is why I'm glad you I'm, that I'm not going with you to the West Brom game, because you'd somehow managed to spoil it then as well. We'll still try, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> He'll spoil it by being drunk. I won't. <laughs> I don't even drink. He's <laughs> just proper moral. Oh, well, I'm having a great time, and Leeds have won 4-0. Let's, t- let's dissect that victory. That was brilliant, wasn't it? Uh, well, the first half was tricky. I think we we did everything we needed, obviously. You, well, that's a spoiler, really, but you were hugely impressed with Melier and keeping us in the game in the first period, Andy. Keeping being the optimum word, Melier's class. He's four, and he's probably the best goalkeeper in the Premier League. Which particular saves are you thinking of? The Vidra one, where it's 1-0, Vidra's gone through, clean on goal, and he's put his leg out and banged it straight out. Okay. Wood's gone at him a couple of times, he's not backed down, he's got big, busy bodies after him, and he's not bothered, he don't care. The main thing in the first half is that you could tell Sean Dyche had set them up to defend us on the wings, because on the wings we're absolutely lethal, so not a lot was getting across initially. And then that's why I think the space just opened up for Matthias Click in front of goal. And what a finish. What what an absolute finish. And I couldn't be happier for him. We said in the last game he was back to his normal levels and he's there again this game. Phenomenal. Great to see him firing him in. Although somebody took over the old shithousing routine off him today, didn't they? Because last time when he had Aurier, he absolutely hammered him. Alioski has just gone double up. He's just gone mad for it today, hasn't he? What, with his uh, attempt that's gone out for a throw-in? I meant his shit I was in on Dwight McNeil, but his, uh, his shot that's gone for a throw-in is uh, it's pretty good. Chandler is in a Steve Morrison. I like it. He did, one, he did one in the second half as well when he was trying to cross it and he just pulled it straight back at the defender. Well, arguably, the goal that uh, Jack Harrison scored, that was also a no, shank. that also was a skewed <laughs> that shot was a that shank was going, going out wide, wide. And a great touch by Harrison, to be fair. But it's, yeah, he he did go full on, like, no, 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 didn't he? Well, did he, did he spit in his face? Was it Westwood? It's not that kind of film. <laughs> was he spat at, Alioski? Uh, McNeil, wasn't it? And they subbed him straight away. He's, and, a, he's a good player, that man. Well, I hope he did. If he spat at him and they retrospectively ban him, does that mean I'd win my bet? No. <sighs> No one puts a five on McNeil spitting at Alioski. No, the bet was Leeds two plus goals, Leeds six plus corners, and Burnley thirty betting points. But I didn't booking points. But I didn't know what the booking points. Thirty meant. betting points. You've had them yeah. today, Christ! I tell you what, I've also got to give a massive apology again to Rodrigo for calling him out two weeks ago for being dog. <laughs> he, he is some footballer, isn't he? Flipping heck. You're, you're daft for thinking he was dog anyway. One dog, it was just a case of, is he a, is he a spent force? We spent 30 million quid on him. He's, before the last few games, he's not really done too much. And a lot of it's down no, to injury. No, he's been injured. A, a lot of it's down to being injured. But even then, he's not really shown what he should do for 30 million quid. The last two games, he, well, Bielsa said it, hasn't he? So we need to play to his strengths. 
oh my God, we are doing. What a, what a good footballer. And thank you for winning me some money back. Just funny, isn't it? It is like, funny. It is funny. You imagine Rodrigo in, you know, next season when he's had a full pre-season under him and he's got the whole system under his belt of Bielsa and he's back to fitness. It could be uh, incredible. And I, the, one of the things <laughs> I really like about Leeds as well is that with Rafinha, it, you know, imagine we were we had another manager and we weren't playing the system that we had and we had Rafinha. You, we'd, everything would be pinned on him creatively, wouldn't he? But I'm not saying we should sell him at all because he's great and I love him. But if we sold him, you could still see us doing very well next season. Funny that because Paul said he's crap and he wants to sell him. <laughs> Paul said he's been rubbish today. He's useless. What's he? What's he brought to the game? Discuss. I think Rafinha struggled today because Charlie Taylor was so tight on him, and he's coming back from injury. And I think he's what he's struggling from in this game is the height of our expectations because we've all now got a new. It's like the last episode of Line of Duty. Last when week, your ex, when your expectations are set at a certain point. It's going to be difficult to match it regardless. And Rafini coming in today, the same, the exact same thing that you've done with Rodrigo, but you've like gone full on. Hang on, you have. Like, last week, before you said he's coming back from injury, you went, oh, I hope it's not like Cantona where we get to see him and don't go to them and win them all stuff. What's that got to do with this? Because you've just now said, give him some time. He's coming back from injury. He's not too good, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and last week I said, I hope he's not someone that, we don't get to see play and goes to Man United because yeah. he's that good. Yeah, and you've just said he's poo today. <laughs> no, I said he's coming back from injury and you he struggled he today. You said he was guff. You make stuff up when you've had a drink I'm and I think it. everybody knows that. You said guff. None of these people have met you and they all write on Twitter going, is Andy going to be there? Is he going to have a drink? And you're like, can you buy me a drink? But Will you buy I don't know who wants to what? actually spend time with you when you've had a drink like this because they'll know that you just make stuff up. Will you buy me a drink? <laughs> You've missed the point. So, I think Rafinha struggled to be effective in this game, but for obvious reasons of coming back for injury. Like you obviously said about Rodrigo, you said he was dog, but what you meant was he's struggling for form at the moment, but now you've seen... No, 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 I, I meant he was dog. You just thought there was not a player there. I was wrong. The Spain's number nine, yeah, yeah. who was signed at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah, I, I was massively wrong. And I'm mad enough to admit that, whereas you're saying... I didn't say it was guff. And you did say it was guff. I said he was having a bad game. I don't think Rafidi is a bad player. You said sell him. Ironically. You said that he's like a poor man's Peter Sweeney. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that other one? Will Buckley. Like, there's so many players that have come in. Where do we go now? The goals. Which was your favourite? Rodrigo's first. Brilliant ball in from Harrison. Great through ball. Brilliant touch. Lovely little dink over BPF. It's nice to see BPF suffer, wasn't it? He's poor, isn't he? Dog, I think the common phrase is. That's Huddersfield. They like dogs. This is Burnley. They're like six fingers. They're like the siblings. The thing with um, the goals is that there's one standout goal and it's it's click, click, boom. It was just like he does. It, 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 it's what we've all been crying out for from Click for a while just to do it again and it was the Chef Wednesday game from two seasons ago I think it was three three what a goal what a man Click Click boom so I, I think um, I think my favourite was the uh, Alioski assist for Harrison that was beautiful 
this is a, a, a discussion that maybe doesn't even need to be had, so uh, it's great for me to bring it up. But do you think Bamford could have done the touches that Rodrigo did, or does he not need to? Is it a case of he plays a slightly different game? And I've, I mean, I thought it was probably harsh when he took him off at that point, but then Rodrigo's come in and shown something totally different. I honestly think Bamford wore them out. Bamford bullied them for 55, 60 minutes and they were knackered. Rodrigo came on. He's a cut above them. They're all League One players, them defenders. Tark- Tarkovsky's good. Me's guff. Who's the other one? Charlie Taylor. He were good. Lawton. Maybe, yeah. They're all crap. They're not they're not that good. <laughs> and then when you've got a you've got a Yeah, but in the first half before we scored we're going, fair play to Burnley. You can see how he's got them organised. Bamford, and- Bamford was pulling them all over and knocking them all about. And he was it Bamford was getting frustrated. They're tired. Rodrigo comes in, makes some space. Easy pickings. It was easy in the second half. It was very easy. First half were tough. I think you said in the first half that they said that their defence work hard, but our attack work equally as hard as them. And our attack basically knackered them. They were shattered. And by the time we've come on second half and gone full guns at them, full gong, easy game, easy. I was wrong as well, wasn't I? They didn't bring... Standard. We brought Rodrigo on first, not Roberts. So, fair play. Speaking of defenders, uh, we kept Chris Wood quiet. Yeah, Strike and Lorente have had another absolutely brilliant game. What a partnership they've developed into. And it's, you'd have been guessing if you said that at the start of the season because you were probably thinking, it's got to be, we've signed these two international defenders, it's got to be Cock and Lorente if they're fit. And then suddenly they've been, I don't know, I don't think we've had all four fully fit and out and out available for selection at any point this season. But... You'd be hard-placed for anybody to replace them at the moment because they've forged this great partnership. And TV still use the the lazy cliches about they're the defending from the corners and other bits. They haven't necessarily been able to move forwards and go, like, it's a while since we've conceded from a set-piece in that kind of way compared to what we were doing at the start of the season. Our stats in this second part, it's a masterclass by Bielsa. We The the players have become so much more experienced. What a, what a use of the word masterclass, and I fully agree. But it is, because, say, my birthday, 20th of December, we lose at the toilet. Send cards to uh, Paul at leadsat.com. Look at you begging for a birthday card. 20th of December and they're, they're all there going, they're going it doesn't change and why should he and I think I think some of that I think he's read heard bits of that are gone that, that's just not true it's not we, we don't have just one way to play there are slight tweaks and variations on it but all the players are, are absolutely skilled in playing a couple of positions and the man marking system they could pass a man on and know exactly what they're doing with the other man it's not any confusion in there but we've t- we have tightened it up well you said that in the first half wonderfully you went I love our man marking system Alioski's picking up Brownell why is that a thing because Brownell's a centre mid and Alioski's a left back why is he picking up a centre mid no, but he, he is, cuts it he cuts it's brilliant in. it's brilliant because he's he's cancelled him out of everything yeah they, they knew exactly they know exactly where they're meant to be they, they know their roles and they've got more experience at it as as the season's gone on and it's it's a three year journey and they're all at a, at a great point and the end of this season's coming at a point where we've actually built a really good amount of momentum Stuart Dallas let's I mean we've talked about just about everyone ah, else no. 
the only other person I can see taking one of them central defensive positions is Luke Ayling because he is indispensable in this team. While Cooper's been out, he has been such a leader. He has been unbelievable. He's, he's, he's a great player in his position and he can also transition into that centre-back place. But if you take him out of the team, you're missing a massive, massive leader. He's been fantastic all year. So in the first half, I, you, you said, this is our best team. And I said, what about Rodrigo? And we've absolutely pulled him apart. Do you think Rodrigo, I, th- I think you, you articulated that quite well about what you said about Bamford wearing a team out. Does does that just work for a team like this with Burnley? When you're playing a different type of team, is it going to be a, a moment where you would be putting Rodrigo up top? Are Maybe you, let you, James speak as well at some point, because we've been talking for 10 minutes. Are you feeling all right though, quickly, before I do? Yeah, good one. You just you just complimented me, said I articulate something well. Well, maybe that was strong, but you did. You you made a really good point on that. So I was right, yeah. On this occasion. Sound off you go, James, all the best. What was the question? <laughs> was that our strongest eleven? Was that our strongest eleven? Or was it our strongest eleven for the situation? I think it was our strongest eleven for the situation. Because so I don't I don't know I I still don't think it's I, I don't think we're at our f- strongest team yet because Rodrigo is sat on the bench for starters and I think he should be starting and once he's got a bit of bit more time on the pitch under his belt I think he probably will um, yeah I don't know it's it's difficult to tell isn't it because you haven't got your captain on the pitch and they still respect him as a captain and I think he probably should be on there in some way but I don't know do you is it our strongest eleven? What what I'm thinking is, if you've got Rodrigo, if you spend thirty million pounds for a striker or a, or a forward player, is there any scenario for us as a football club where you could say that it's he's happy and it's fine as a role for him to be on the bench in any circumstance if he's fully fit? Yes, because with our system, the way we play. I think you need a bit of a bully. I don't think he's that person. I think Bamford does everything well. He's a finesse finisher. He's a bullier. He's a chaser. He does everything right. A bullier? I think he's bullied their defence today. And I've just I just read a, uh, a stat on Twitter that I've been sent. Uh, LUFC Youth have retweeted it. Which is quite mind-blowing, actually, when you think about Tarkovsky and Ben Mee, two big bullying, massive centre-halves when Leeds have been on the forefront of the whole game attacking who do you think got the most clearances in the game today? Stuart Dallas Pascal Strike 10 first who won the most duels? Calvin Phillips Pascal Strike 9 first who won the most the most who won the most aerial duels? Pascal Strike 7 first you can see what she's going dribble past Zero. No one dribbled past Pascal Strike that, today. That ain't true. Vidra, like, oh no, he passed it to exactly. Vidra, but that was... Didn't that, get your pa- re- Yeah, but that should count in that. Recoveries for Pascal Strike. Fall first. on your backside, kick it towards goal. And Geezer's, let the, let Geezer's goal, been, a, Geezer's <laughs> let been an in. absolute brick wall today. And you look at you look at them big... Like, everyone's going, oh, Tarkovsky, how's he going on a free? Um or going into his last year of his contract when he should be this big old massive centre-half getting spent for 50 million quid like Maguire or 80 million like Maguire. Pascal Stroke's been a genius today. So, 
Marcelo Bielsa has been talking to uh, BT Sport and this is what he said on the decision to bring uh, Patrick Bamford off for Rodrigo. Are you ready, Andy? Did he start with saying, bueno? He said, bueno. Um, been listening to Andy on the Leeds That Podcast and he's, he's absolutely wrong. He said, Rodrigo drops deep a bit more than Bamford in the beginning of the second half. We needed to link the defence with the attack more. Because Bamford's tied them up. No, he felt that we weren't connecting the midfield and the attack. Nothing about that. He tied him out, though. You you were right. Couldn't you just instruct Bamford to come a little deeper? <laughs> I think he's probably... He's come up with a quick quote there, hasn't he, when what he really meant was Bamford's knackered him out. He's worn him out for, like, 60 minutes. And, and he was right, uh, basically. Then we've sent Rodrigo on to play nine and a half or ten and a half or whatever to be more of a link. Well done, Andy. few other bits. I think they're going on on his side, being in good physical condition. Basically, he said it would have worried me if we'd finished the season in physical decline. I don't know why people still bring it up to people. It's like, look, we're fit. A few seasons ago, is it Herrera? He used to play under Bielsa and he talked about burnout and he said that it was a thing, but that was with a calendar of Champions League, domestic cups, domestic league, etc. And I think, in truth, I think Bielsa burnout in that scenario was an actual thing. But we're fortunate in that our calendar isn't full. We're only we're playing one game a week, the exception Southampton actually coming up on Tuesday. But I think there's plenty of time for, to recover, and we don't suffer from it. I do think it's something to keep an eye on on in the future if we still have Bielsa as our coach which that in itself sends shivers down my spine and whether we have a lot more fixtures and whether we're affected by it because you look at the championship actually well, and uh, the calendar was pretty pretty full do you know who else has said that just now go on Matthias Click. he said in the last two seasons we played more games when we were not in the Premier League so we were fine we play high intensity but the squad is getting stronger as you can see we're still running a fine so yeah he said he can't wait for the fans to come back, especially for the boys who have not played with the fans. It will be big for them. Bielsa burnouts bollocks. I don't believe in it. I think we should get that on a billboard on the side of a building in Leeds somewhere. There was that interview with uh, Benoit Delaval, De uh, who's the head of fitness at Leeds on the Pacey Performance podcast. And it was really interesting what he was saying because they were talking about recovery and all that kind of stuff. And he was saying that the idea of murder ball is... Uh, that they know that on average that the ball is in play for about 54 minutes a game. So they do an intensive game of like 54 minutes, like non-stop football. And the idea being that actually in a game you'd have more recovery time. So if you can recover in uh, murder ball, then you'll be fine in a match situation. But you've got to think like, just thinking about the whole burnout thing and tiredness, you've got a head of fitness who understands like recovery and has to communicate to Bielsa and the team Look, you can't you can't do this to these guys because they're going to be knackered in the next game. It's like it, it's it's completely false. Like Bielsa doesn't run absolutely everything. He takes advice from his whole team, and that's a sign of a good leader. Getting people into your trust and know that they've got the knowledge to do that thing. Look, we were bloody brilliant today. Sean Dyche looked like well it, to be start. I, I, it's such a cliche, but he's dressed like you know when you start a manager mode on FIFA and you get the generic avatars of what a manager looks like and what they're dressed in. Sean Dyche literally gone this morning. Right, it's career mode on FIFA. I'm going to look at what they wear. And he got this little trench coat on 
his little shaved head and his little tie. And he looked like just a generic avatar and his little goatee. And that were it. He's got no idea what he's doing. He's out of his depth. Leeds are brilliant. Leeds are the only team to record multiple Premier League away wins by at least a four-goal margin this season. Do you know why? Because we're brilliant. Oh, it's so nice, isn't it? So good. So good. Anyway, go on then. Player of the game. Ilan Melier, once again. Everyone's looking. I've got 12 heads, but if Vidra scores that goal and they've got that in, I think you said it in the first half, Paul. As soon as Leeds have got the first, that's interesting. Get the second, Burnley have got to change their style of play and they can't hack it. They don't know what they're doing, they're chasing the game. So as soon as we've gone 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, we're running away with it because we're absolutely spanking them. It could have been 7-0 today quite comfortably, right? At 1-0, when he's made that save, it's literally defined what happens in the rest of that game. And that's it. Leeds have gone on and won it. And he's made a couple of them. He's been brilliant. He's 21, he's got three pubic hairs, and he's the best <laughs> goalkeeper in the Premier League. By he's also some got a distance. Barry White voice as well, hasn't he? He has got a proper Barry White voice, and I, I bloody love him. And I know he's not the uh, easy one to pick today, because there's been some standout performers outfield, but without him, it's a very, very different game, in my opinion. I agree with you, but I'm not going to... Well, I'm torn between two, and I'm going to have to go for the other one, which is Jack Harrison. I think he had a great game today. Mainly as well, because... He has been, he has elements of inconsistency and sometimes very frustrates you with his crossing. And But today I thought he was really good. Last couple of games he's been very, very good. He got an assist. Yeah, so he got two assists. Yeah, he just had one yeah, of those. Yeah, he did get two assists. One yeah. of those games for him. And uh, yeah, it's great. I hope he signs in summer because I think he's brilliant. And you imagine him in a fourth season under Bielsa and he's at the age where he's still getting better. He's at an age where he's still getting better. So yeah, Jackie boy. Well, on the uh, BBC player ratings, it's fan rated. Pascal Stryker. He's he's well down actually, but it was uh, it <laughs> the ratings were out of out of ten, and uh, the top rated player was nine point one six. Rodrigo. Yes. People do not know. Well, <laughs> Look, he's well, had a very good couple uh, of minutes. Then Jack Harrison on eight point seven four. Then. Then the player I'm going to go with on 8.61. Still does. No, Lorente. Fair. Because the reason we look so solid and the reason we look, we've got a, we've got a proper spine now. It's because Stroik lets Lorente play Lorente's game, isn't it? Whatever it is, they've developed this partnership and they've developed a consistent partnership and we just haven't conceded many goals in that time. And he looks absolutely the class defender that you think he is uh, or should be for the position he's come come from. You know, he's a Spanish international. And when you look back to how so many of us pinned so much hope on signing Ben White, and then you go, this is the thing, isn't it? We've got all this hope on one player. And maybe it's to do with, it's, it's a lot to do with sentiment. It is to do with his class and his potential. But... Like Victor goes, other footballers are available. And you'd, we've you'd, still have, you'd still have Ben White though, wouldn't you? I wouldn't now. You wouldn't have Ben White? I wouldn't have him instead of the two we've got and I wouldn't have him in addition to it unless we were getting rid of Liam Cooper and like there isn't, there is no role there is. To, to fit Ben White into that If that we sign Ben White, he can't play for anybody else. Stick him in the under-23s, 
When PL won under 23s, everybody's happy. Pascal Strike. So you're the stat man on Strike, but Pascal Strike has outstatted uh, Ben White in every statistic, every measure, that you, every metric you can do. Including size of head. Uh, including goals, including... Size of head. All those things that you said. And size of beard. And choice of available international teams. He could pick two, can't he? Pick who he wants. Where are our Chewbacca's from? He's going to do a Chewbacca impression. What's your word? Smug. Smug as chuff. Because you said that Bernalona had win 2-1. Me and James both went for comprehensive victories. You were wrong. We were right. You're full of it. We're really happy. You only predicted 2-0, Andy. I said 3-0. Listen back. You're a chump. I look forward to seeing whether he actually said 2 or 3. None of us can remember. For me, it's spoiler. Uh, don't ever spoil it again, boys. It was annoying. Mine is wrong. Because you were wrong. I'll explain myself, mate, don't worry. That means he was wrong. <laughs> I'm absolutely delighted to have been wrong. Oh, he's getting I was pes- smugging incorrectness. I was, I was pessimistic. <laughs> what a bellend. <laughs> I was pessimistic before the start. I was dreading it because of every reason that I shouldn't have done. I was totally wrong. I hold my hands up. I'm sorry, Andy. You were you were right, mate. You were right. We were gonna wallop them. It was always gonna happen. Rodrigo's a legend. You've always said it. And uh, on to the next one, which is Tuesday night away at the Saints. We've only got five. You've got six fingers. We've only got five. I know a lot of good people from the Burnley area. I've got some very good friends in Burnley and no, they, I've, I've counted their fingers. We've been sat eating a meal. I've just counted them and gone, no, they do have the right amount. So I'm not having any of that. Burnley's a lovely place. Liar. You're wrong. Incorrect. Have you ever been to Burnley other than for the football? No. Why? Why? Other than Boundary Mill, why would you go anywhere near that place? Why would you go to Boundary Mill? Suitcases. <laughs> to be fair, I have bought suitcases for... This is drifting a bit now, isn't it? Wrap it up, wrap it up. Right, join us on Tuesday night as we take another three points against the Saints of Southampton <laughs> as we romp our way to European football. See you on Tuesday. All the very best. Sports Social Podcast Network.